0: You're listening to E-Commerce Marketing School, presented by Privy and Printful. A quick shout out to Printful, our sponsor here on the show. Grow your brand and make a lasting impression with Printful. They offer more than 250 high quality products, from apparel and accessories to home and living items and so much more. Connect your store, choose your product, upload your design, and Printful is automatically fulfilling your orders on demand and shipping them to your customers around the world. There are no order minimums, so you won't get stuck with leftover inventory and you only pay when you make an order. Welcome back. I've been supporting e-commerce founders for almost seven years now. My gosh, has the industry and the tactics changed over that time? It used to just be so simple. You buy some ads, you send some emails, And that would increase sales and you just kind of do it again. But now you need to be building your own audience, partnering with influencers to grow yours, maybe even going viral on TikTok if you're lucky. But I swear, one of the common themes I've been hearing this year, and you're probably hearing if you've been listening to these episodes, is that so many brands are driving their first sales or growing their sales using this term micro-influencers. Danielle from Osco Skincare, Jason from Doe Lashes, I remember even Jersey Bird on our episode talking about his micro-influencer strategy and so many more. So it's about time I bring on Brett Bernstein, founder of Gatsby, which is a micro-influencer marketing platform to teach us all the ways. Brett, this is great. Awesome to have you, man.
1: You too, Ben. Thanks for having me on.
0: Yeah. So give us the download. Like, what are you up to with Gatsby?
1: Yeah. So we, you know, your opening was spot on. Kind of the background here for Gatsby is I recognized in the market Brands, you know, it's much easier now to become an e-commerce brand. There's large enterprises, there's small emerging brands, all of them going online. But the number one channel, like the spigot they have access to to acquire consumers is a duopoly. Technically, it's Facebook ads and Google ads are the primary top of funnel strategies to acquire consumers. You You mentioned some brands are starting off in the microspace earlier, but it's very rare to start on the influencer side of things. They typically start with advertising. And what I saw was the problem here was it's putting a lot of your eggs into two baskets and baskets you really have no control over. So I started Gatsby to create that fringe third leg of acquisition, which is influencer marketing, but make it more of a spigot, you know, really easy to scale it and actually impact at a a large level through automation. And so to your point, micro influencers are a much better ROI strategy, they have a better engagement rate than larger influencers. But the problems we found were, you know, it's hard to scale micro-influencers because each individual micro or nano doesn't have the same impact, but collectively, they're incredibly powerful. So we built a tool that makes that collective micro-influencer army strategy really turnkey and really easy.
0: Amazing. So,
1: you know, I'm an idiot. (laughs)
0: <laughs> right. You even threw out a, a word that I haven't heard before, but is there really a word called nano influencer?
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. It's, it's not defined like industry standard, but kind of the benchmarks here around that are, and this is what I, we sort of correspond with is basically somebody with 500 to 1,000 followers is sort of the floor for a nano. And some people go up to 10,000 followers to be in the nano and then 10 to 50,000 might be micro. But all of these, and above fifty thousand, could be macro. But all of that does vary. There's no like this is the stamp of of what micro is. Wow. So nano, micro, and macro influencers,
0: and macro influencer that's like Kim Kardashian.
1: That's you know really on the high end. But even people with a hundred thousand, which is much less than Kim Kardashian, they could be considered a macro. And and what we've kind of just to dive into the why this this evolution of the industry is. There are events that taken place like the Fire Festival and other large-scale influencer-driven events that have sort of sort of shown light to the just what you're getting with a celebrity influencer, right? You have somebody on The Bachelor talking about your products, you know, they're going to get engagement. But the the perception of, of that individual's post is that it is an advertisement, right? That they're probably given cash for access to that individual's audience. But when you go downstream to the micro and nano level, these are your friends. These are your family members. This is your neighbors talking about these products that they're actually buying in most cases, and that's how you can get a better engagement because the trust factor is there, right? I don't have a big influence personally, so when I post about my Yeti, which I love, it you know people go, oh, I love my Yeti too, right? And like that's what actually drumming up because it's trust.
0: Interesting. So, is the platform a, a way to manage like finding? micro influencers and then incentivizing them or enabling them and like those people could be friends and family that could be actual influencers or they could be customers. Is that a fair way to think about it?
1: Yeah, it's, it's finding it's sourcing, right? But it's also managing and rewarding and tracking the posts, all of that. And the way you know our hypothesis when I first started this company was that there are a lot of people out there that have a degree of influence, but they're totally flying under the radar. And these are your customers. So right, we have customers that have 100,000, a million emails on their database, even lower, 10,000, right? And they have this whole army of potential influence in their ESP, in their email marketing system, in their Privy account, their Klaviyo account. And they are just totally going untapped, right? So what we've done is we've helped brands identify which of their consumers, whether it be an existing previous consumer or a future consumer, which of them have a degree of influence. And then we grab that information, that insight, and we pass it into their email system, their SMS system, whatever, so they can then automate outreach to those influencers. We then track in Gatsby when those influencers go and post about them. And we send that event, that, you know, that activity back to their ESP. And then that triggers a reward as well. So the entire process of, of sourcing, to outreach, to engagement tracking, and then to rewarding is all done through our system. It's amazing.
0: So for smaller businesses, right, a lot of our audience is the founder, or, you know, they might be the marketer of an e-commerce brand. Like if you haven't really dipped your toe in influencer marketing yet, any, any like examples that might get them super excited or, or tips for how to get started?
1: Yeah. So the number one thing you can do right now is start to identify your customers who have influence and the way Gatsby does this. We do this all through opt-ins. It's all like, you know, very transparent with the consumer is the same way you might have a a Privy pop-up asking for email address. We actually have an integration with Privy pop-ups. So go into our knowledge base, get the Privy knowledge, you know, help article and go and add a field to your Privy pop-up to ask for Instagram handle. It's a kind of a foreign concept and it's sort of a light bulb moment when we do show customers this, but just start asking them to give their handle will you'll probably get around 15 to 20 percent of your consumers who give you their email address opt in to give you their handle as well Mm. and then of those handles that you capture somewhere between 20 to 45 percent of them will have over a thousand followers each right they'll have that sort of nano influence so right there you have this potential you can start to identify and if you're a smaller merchant. You know, maybe you don't even need Gatsby. You can just start to identify these handles, look them up manually. But once you get into a a level of scale where you want to get this whole thing automated, plug Gatsby into that field. We'll automate the lookups or everything, everything for you. We'll get you that information. We'll pass it to, you know, everywhere you need it. So that's what you can do. The first thing you can do is just start asking your customers for handles. If you already have a database of a thousand or more people, then go and just build a landing page, right? And say, hey, you want to opt in to give us your handle on this landing page. It could be a privy form, whatever on that page. And that's what a lot of clients lines do to bubble up the existing customers as well.
0: Nice. That's really, really smart. So kind of tapping into the existing database to understand who might, might have influence in audience, mm-hmm. unless there are customers or engaged with the brand. So that's a, a better place to
1: start. Exactly. Awesome.
0: Yeah. So, so any like good stories from brands that you're working with that you want to share?
1: Well, we just did a case study. We published it last week with a brand in Australia. They sell shoes. It's called Famous Footwear. And, you know, this is a great story where they've captured about 5,000 Instagram handles uh, so far. About 2,100 of them have over 500 followers each. So about 50% of them have above 500 followers. Uh, They started sending email out to a degree of those influencers. Um, Roughly about 300 so far have received the outreach email. And what's really cool here is they're already seeing about a 2x average open rate that's higher than their normal. So about 40% of people who get that offer to collaborate actually open the email. And about 12% of those folks who open the email go on and publish a post about the brand. So this whole thing has been turnkey and automated. What's really key here that gets people's eyes open is that the engagement rate on those posts that went out from all this automation was 9.13%. That's a 9% engagement rate on the posts that these influencers, these customers are mentioning the brand in, and that's where you get the light bulb. It's like if you were to pay an influencer, good luck getting 9%. I mean, that's a crazy high engagement rate for an influencer. But when it's a collective group of customers, it's it's a whole different story.
0: That's crazy, amazing to hear. And so. Is it the type of incentives that we always imagine? Like are you are are your brands running rewards like cash or are they doing more like earn gift certificates to the store? Like what what type of incentives are people are brands putting behind these things?
1: Yeah. So whatever you can kind of give them digitally, because again, you want it to be scalable, so not somebody having to mail out something. So typically it's a promotion code, right? You can make those in Shopify or in your ESP that like, hook into it. And they're on average, either a discount amount off or a hundred percent off a free item. So it's like a, a free, a free gift. We're also though starting to partner with this other company that does donations. So it's like mention us and we'll donate 10 bucks in your name. to this cause. So like the opportunities here to, to do the incentives is growing. We want to hook into reward, uh, loyalty programs as well. So you can get points, but at the end of the day, whatever you can do to say, hey, you're already a customer of ours. You already love our products. We'll give you this, this to come back to our site and buy again if you post about us. So there's even that additional like repeat purchase, get back to the site, all those benefits that come with this approach as well.
0: Right. And I imagine that when these people are posting, it's so much easier to post because they, they know the product, they're familiar with it. It feels more authentic. Mm-hmm. The fact that like for that one brand, they're getting 9% engagement rate, that's insane. Is there a clear way to measure the return on some of this stuff too? Like, are are you guys tracking clicks and resulting orders in some way?
1: Or is there coupon codes that are measured? So right now, that's the two ways to track the influencer sales is going to be either by giving them each a unique code that they can share with their followers, which you can again do automatically through like a Shopify integration. Or if you want to set a certain level of them up as affiliates. So if you're using like a, a refersion or other system for affiliate marketing, uh, you can say people above, let's say 10,000 followers, let's get them into our affiliate program and track their sales through that link.
0: Love it. Awesome. Well, it sounds like if I were to recap for people that are listening that haven't dipped their toe in the influencer side, step one would, would be to really think about harnessing the power of their existing customer base, right? With something like Gatsby. I'm giving you an understanding of like who can actually influence and help drive uh, audience, setting up some rewards, communicating that to those people, and letting them post, and then following up after. Like it's actually a pretty pretty simple process that that makes sense, and it seems relatively low risk as a way to kind of test getting some some customers posting on your behalf.
1: Yeah, super low risk. As far as time goes, average setup is like an hour. And, you know, we copy over some flows for you too if you're on certain ESPs. So it's it's very easy to to get up and running. Awesome.
0: Well, this was great, Brett. Really appreciate you coming on, and we'll link out to Gatsby in the show notes. So definitely go check them out. And thanks for giving us a little bit of tutorial. And now I can go
1: pretend I'm cool and tell my wife I learned about nano influencers today. Awesome, Ben. Thank you so much for having me as well. Likewise, about Privy. It's awesome to be on here. Cheers.